Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, yes, you know when you hear those funky sounds that it's time for another episode of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I am your co-host, Mark Blankenship, and with me is the splendiferous Sarah D. Bunting. Hello. And we are here for number episode 67, 67, 67, 77. Uh, Sarah, this is a request from you. So it's not a request, it's a choice. Well, whatever. It's your song that you've brought to the table today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what we'll be listening to? Uh, we are going to be uh, confronting Richard Marx's Satisfied and all of the upsetting late 80s visuals therein. <laughs> Before I begin my analysis slash apology, why don't we listen to a little bit of this clip? Okay, <clears throat> here's the deal. Uh, I think I probably mostly put this song on our to discuss list, which I did like a year ago, because I just wanted to reminisce about that uh, time 30 years ago uh, when I wanted to have sex with Richard Parks because I thought he was really hot. He still is really hot. I still would. And not for nothing. He has a podcast, and it's called Song Talks. I, Which we I did not like know, ladies and gentlemen. We did not know that. Uh, he's still gigging. He still seems, like, pretty entrenched in, like, songwriting and stuff like that. Like, I think he's, you know, in for the long haul. He seems, based on Twitter, to have a pretty good sense of humor about his 80s self. So, oh my god, his hair. I Before we even talk about the song... We have to talk about the mullet and how in, how direly in need of a hot oil he is. <laughs> and like he like bends down to his guitar to like rip this hot solo and the back of the mullet like comes back up off his neck like it's a hat. Like <laughs> oh god, it's so bad. He's way too good looking for that shit. 1988 was really roof or whatever this was. 87. 89, whatever. Same diff. And but he's also wearing these skin tight black jeans with, of course, the like gap issue 
black belt with the silver buckle and it's like tucked and it comes down and there's really very little left to the imagination so i'm gonna stand by my initial assessment of richard marx as a fine piece with that said this song i love this song it's been on mixtapes and playlists for me like since it came out but i have to acknowledge that it isn't very good and I don't know if this was your impression of him, Mark, or if you even had any impression of Richard Marx. But between the like nine to five workplace rebellion like storyline going on in the video, the like yow at the end that sounds really like his voice sort of cracks on it, that it's like, you know, a, a teenager's first rock yell. Like, what, buddy, what are you doing? And Richard Marx always seemed to me to be kind of like, not tame exactly, but pretty like safe and corporate a little bit, or like the um, man version of Amy Grant. So Amos Grant, like no one was going to be offended by this kid. Amy Grant was my first concert that I went and, to that wasn't my parents' choice. So I'm right there with you. Huh. And... At the time, this song seemed, even at the time to me, and I was like in high school and knew nothing about anything, but this seemed a little bit in retro, like at the time, like rock posing by a guy sort of chafing at that light FM rep. And maybe that's what it was. I don't really remember how it was received by the, you know, by pop critics or anything like that. It still comes off that way. It still comes off a little like we built this city kind of that's like you can't tell us who we are here's who we are like all right chill but i still love the song even though it's kind of smurfy and not good and he as uh eminently attractive as he was and remains looks like twice permed ass in this video (laughs) mark please tell us your thoughts so that we can never discuss this again Okay, I'm going to say I have more thoughts about Richard Marx than I realized. Let okay. me just lay that down. Starting with the fact that we were talking about his song Hazard a few episodes ago. I think it was during the Ode to Billy Joe uh, Harper Valley PTA Yes, episode. it was, because we're like, wait, she didn't actually die? And she didn't actually die. Well, no, that was you, girl. I knew all along. I think I had to lift the veil <laughs> off of your confusion. Off of your yes. confusion yes, I was bumbling uh, uninformedly around in Richard Marks' Wikipedia land, and thank God you were there to set me straight that this was not an all for Lena situation. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, all for Lena, which I still like. Anyway, oh my God, taking it even further back. Point being this. I, honest to God, don't remember this song from the 80s. <laughs> and I think... In a weird way, I don't mean that as a diss. I, I definitely remember other Richard Mark songs. You couldn't throw a cat half an inch without running into somebody's radio playing Right Here Waiting, for instance. Sure. Like, that that was always on. And I remember also thinking at the time when I was a kid that the song Endless Summer Nights was almost impossibly beautiful. And I still quite like it. Yeah. But here's why, here's why I feel like that uh, satisfied is maybe the perfect example of why I actually really like Richard Marks. Satisfied is the kind of song that is incredibly satisfying. I, it's 
very well made. It you're yeah. totally right that it's got that light veneer of rebellion, but doesn't actually feel rebellious. It feels like it's too interested in everybody having a good time. To and the guitar even is like you could still play this on light FM. Oh, like, to this day at lunchtime. Yeah. Oh well, now of course they would, but like even the guitar is like not too guitar-y. Yes. Well, yeah. and honestly, if you, this is also now the kind of song that is made by country artists. Like, if you were uh -huh. to add in, like, one banjo, this would be yep. a contemporary country song. I was going to say Get Stale, but we will also accept banjo. Either one. Sure. But to me, what I'm saying is that this song is a piece of professional songwriting, quote-unquote. Yes. It, its job is not to evoke the deep tortured soul of the artist or to reveal any deeper truth. And I acknowledge that Richard Marks in interviews and whatnot has said that many of his songs were written about his love for his then wife, Cynthia Rhodes, late of the band Animotion, right? So I'm not saying that Richard Marks is a soulless person who writes soulless music and is just trying to write hits because I don't think that's true. I just think that Richard Marks, at least in my understanding of him, which is admittedly based solely on his artistic output and surprisingly amusing Twitter feed is that he is a person with a job and that job is making songs. And yeah. I respect the fact that he does his job incredibly well. Like Richard Marks rolls up, writes a song. You want to hear that song again. It doesn't change your life, but you're always happy the next time you hear it. And the world needs good, well-made songs like that that just like can just you can just put them on and they're just fine and by people who like to talk about this process with other people who engage in the process i have not actually listened to his podcast yet right but i'm uh listeners please uh please shout at us if you have heard it and if you recommend it uh, i'm gonna take a dip into it this week because i it is hard to write a song i have tried it is very difficult um and i i am fascinated by i'm fascinated by process to do with almost anything i just like to see how things are made and uh so i'm interested to see what he has to say because he clearly has a gift for it but and he clearly loves doing it and loves thinking about doing it which is cool yeah and i agree with you and i think that's what's so interesting because yeah, like his job is to be a songwriter. And like you said, that's not easy. And you know what? This song is sort of predictable in its way. But guess what? It's not easy to make a really good predictable pop song. Like it actually takes some mad skill. Because like you said, I spent most of, I spent more time than I care to admit trying to write lyrics to things. I put that in air quotes as I said it. And it isn't easy. And so Richard Marks is just very good at making music that is massively, that is broadly appealing. And that might mean to some people that he should be written off, but I don't think so. And I don't think you do either based on what we're saying. It's just like, yeah, Richard Marks is maybe never going to be an artist that I feel a deep amount of passion for, but his music is not for that. His music is not for the I'm late at night crying or whatever. It's for the... I need a song to play at my wedding that's really beautiful and pretty, and so we all we play right here waiting. Or, you know what? I'm 
driving in a car with people from two different generations, my grandmother and my niece, and we all need a song that we can listen to, great. Satisfied. It's a good song. Because there are certainly broadly popular songs that make me angry, but this is not one of them. See, yeah. Train. So this is like, <laughs> exactly. for instance, if Train also, were not, if, if Richard Marx, if Train were not the devil, they might be Richard Marx. I mean, I would love, and we'll be getting into this actually sort of in a broader sense in one of our upcoming Mastass singles, many of which can only be heard by Patreon subscribers. So if you Ooh, really yes. can't resist this discussion, you should check out our Patreon page. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Mastass. See what's available at the Madonna, is it, no, at the Dolly Parton level? And, or above? Uh, what? I believe it's the Dolly Parton level, yes, that gets you access yes, to our or above, exclusive you content. You will get to hear extra singles that only Patreon subscribers can hear. Uh, but I would really love to get him and like everyone else who had what became a wedding standard in a room together. Unfortunately, several of these people are dead. Whitney. <laughs> Although it was a Dolly Parton song to start with, so. She's still here, exactly. Exactly, and she'd be happy to be like, uh, yeah, we deliberately wrote that to try to p pierce the bosom of the wedding band industry. Like, I just wonder what it's like to be like, you all get in a room, light up cigars with $100 bills, and you're like, so how'd you, how'd you pull this off? Right, well, exactly. Well, I was in a movie soundtrack. You uh, totally backed into it. People heard it on Light FM all the time, and they play that a lot in pizzerias in Staten Island, and here we are. I'd just be interested in the process and whether he set out with um, I will be right here waiting for you to have that kind of song that was like this enduring song that whether or not you liked it, you were never getting away from it. Right. Whoever went to a wedding. So, yeah, it's I'm really interested in that process. And I also think that, like, even if you set out to write that song, you can't necessarily write that song. Right. So, like, yeah, like, from what I read, he wanted to write something about his wife, and he set out to write a song for his wife, and then is so good at this type of music that he created an incredibly pretty, catchy ballad that we all still dance to today. Um, mm -hmm. And I want to also point out that Richard Marks did not only write hits for himself, he wrote the song This I Promise You for NSYNC, which was uh -huh. a huge hit for them. It, uh, it was the from the same album that had Bye 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 on it, the No Strings Attached album. It was the big okay. ballad hit from that album. He won a Grammy for co-writing with Luther, Va Luther Vandross the song Dance for My Father. And Holy shit, really? Yeah. And he wrote many, many country music hits because obviously he did because this that music, I like I said, is what country music became, um, including several of my favorite Keith Urban songs. So do you, Richard Marks? Mark says oh my that gosh. to Let's you. Let's just take a moment to contemplate Richard Marks and Keith Urban, two extremely attractive cheekbones for days, gentlemen, beset by some really unfortunate tonsorial choices, in a room being smart about songs. Mm. I'll be in my bunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Does anybody have one of those tiny fans? Because I do. <laughs> seriously, the kind with the little spray. Yes, yeah. exactly those. It's getting hot in here. Ooh. Oh, the last thing I have to say about Satisfied, the producer of this song is David Cole. 
not to be confused <laughs> with the David That's Cole funny. of CNC Music Factory or the David Cole of Extra Hot Great and Previously TV, but a third David Cole who also produced the song Like a Rock for Bob Seger. Make of that what you will. I'm still in my bunk. So <laughs> listeners, you're on your own. Talk to you next time. <laughs> Mark, we need a new bumper. What do you say? Oh, girl, yes, it's been time. Yep, it's been time. What do the listeners need to know today? Well, what they need to know today is that this is Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, hosted by me, Mark Blankenship, and you, Sarah D. Bunting, and edited by you, Sarah D. Bunting, and that today's theme song was recorded by the one and only David Gregory Byrne, whom you can find at davidgregoryburn.com. Uh, Sarah, I think they also need to know how to reach us, though. What do you think? They do indeed. We love to hear from you guys, whether it's uh, song requests, uh, obscure bluegrass versions of songs that we have discussed. If you want Mark to do a pop chart reading, if you'd like to buy an ad, you can reach us by email, talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. You can hit up our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash podcast. And of course, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter at TalkSongs. And... You could become a producer on the show. Mark, tell them all about it. What? Yes. For a small monthly donation, you can get access to exclusive content that no one else can hear that we will create specifically for you. And you will also help us keep the lights on here at this fine podcast, which we deeply appreciate. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash mastus. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash mastus to learn more. And let me tell you that if you make a sizable one-time donation, we'll actually fly to your house in the continental United States and record the podcast with you. Hey! In your lap. And maybe you can help us do this part in unison because this is Mark and Sarah, Mark and Sarah talk, talk about, about songs. songs. No! Oh, we're trying our best! <laughs> uh, are we though? <laughs> All of this I wish you love Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.